So why do people like March Madness, right? <laughs> why do people watch March Madness? They want to see. It's not because they want to see the number ones all make it to the final four and then the, the best number one team to make it. People watch March Madness to see the upsets. They want to see Princeton and Florida Atlantic, and they want to see you know like these upsets and these Cinderella stories, and and that's the great great reason that people watch, right? Like that's why people show up to the games. That's why people tune in. They want to see these great upsets. Well, we know that death is so far undefeated, or and certainly leading up to Jesus, it was undefeated. It was. Oh for, oh for a million or over oh tens of billions or whatever it is and, and there's Jesus and even those who believe most firmly in him don't fully understand and grasp who he is fully and completely yet and there he is before the tomb saying unroll the stone and, and Martha who just has said you know, I believe that you are the Messiah you're the Son of God you're the, you know, and, she, and, and she doesn't even fully get it then you know, when he says, unroll the, unroll the stone. You're the one coming into the world, and, and yet she's like, hey, there's going to be a stench. It's like, I don't care about the stench. I want to go there. And Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. It's one of the most famous scenes in, in all of Scripture. And, and it's also accompanied by these, these deep emotional moments from Jesus, where we're told he becomes perturbed in, inside of himself, perturbed in his spirit. It, the Greek word that's used is... Uh, Something like a, a snort, uh, like it, but it's an internal one. So like he's like this upsetness. We also get this sense of Jesus is weeping. The emotional power of Jesus, the emotional power of God, who weeps for us. The God who's had His words turned around on Him. Who had once called His disciples and said, when they asked Him where He was staying, He said, "Come and see." And and now. When he approaches somebody else, they, they say, come and see this grave. Come and see the one you loved buried in this tomb. And Jesus, knowing that he's going to die, knowing that if he raises Lazarus from the dead, it's going to be a sign that nobody can contradict, and so it's going to ultimately lead to his death. So when he says that this, this, this illness will not lead to death, he's seemingly, from the outside, doubly wrong, right? From the outside, he's doubly wrong. I mean, he knows that it's going to lead to Lazarus's death, and probably Lazarus is already dead, because by the time the message got to Jesus, Jesus stayed there for two days and then gets and then travels to to meet Lazarus. And then, the, and he also knows it's probably going to lead to his own death, to his own being crucified. And yet, he knows that death is not going to be is not going to claim an ultimate victory again. He knows who he is. He knows that he is the resurrection and the life, and he knows the fullness of that, even if his most ardent believers don't. And he knows that Lazarus will come to life, even though, again, this, that life will, will come to an end, but eventually Lazarus, because of the belief that, that, he, that Jesus is instilling for him and his family, because of the belief in, of the apostles and that is being made there, being established there, death will not have a say over them. The Son of God, the Word of God, has spoken into the loneliness of death, into the silence of death. Why does death scare us so much, other than because you know, it's a lonely thing, it's a scary thing.
when you're a kid and you, and you want to you wander into the basement and it's dark and you're scared and, and you're like oh, I don't know what's going to happen next and you feel alone but if your mom or dad comes down and is with you you're fine well into that shadow of death God makes himself present into the darkness of death God makes himself present God comes there and he says not even this four days dead is irredeemable Not even this is irredeemable. Now all of you, I'm looking out at this crowd of of college students and and young people, and and you're like, death is way far off. We're not even thinking about such things. And maybe you've had a grandparent that you've died or somebody even close to you who's died, but you're not thinking about death. But maybe you're thinking about that spiritual death, that stuff where you feel like, Depression, anxiety, you feel your own, the weight of your own sinfulness. You feel all wrapped up and bound up in that thing that's, that you can't, just can't seem to shake. Into that sin, into that, that place of despair. And God says, I can reach you there. Jesus says, I can reach you even in the darkest of places. I'm going to be there with and for you. Notice... Jesus, this is an interesting little note. Jesus doesn't go into the city. He stays on the outskirts. The outskirts is where the tombs are. Jesus is with you in the outskirts. He's with you in those places of despair. He says, I can reach you there. And he says to each and every one of us, come forth. Come forth from there. Let me unbind you. Let me heal you. Let me bring you to life again. That's why he brings us to this Eucharist week in and week out, and if you want, day in and day out. Each and every day, each and every Mass, he says to you, come forth, be unbound, be unburdened, come to confession, come be unwrapped, and come to life again, that you may know life, and may be alive, in the way that God sees you as his beloved daughter, as his beloved son. You don't have to wander alone in the dark. I'm here with you. I'm here for you. And so death is no longer, no longer has a perfect record. Sin no longer has a perfect record. Jesus has broken their perfect streak. And now in the, this Christian community calls us to life. It calls us as we hear in that opening prayer, to hasten to the charity that Christ had for us. The the charity that says, okay, I'm willing to lay down my life for somebody else. I'm going to do this even though I know it's going to cause me pain, even though it's going to cause me trouble and difficulty. And so, you know, all right, it's hard out there. And and the end of the, you know, coming to the end of the, you know, last quarter, last final, you know, the Finals are coming up and all of these things and spring break and all of these things and we're coming to the end and stress is there. Pressure is there. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to help you out. I don't have time for my brother, my sister who's in need because I'm so stressed, I'm so pressured. Jesus says, no, come to me. Receive my charity, receive my love so that then you can go out and be there for those who are in need, those who need you those who you should love, who I'm calling you to love. Come forth, be unwrapped, and love like you are made to love, for I have claimed you for my own.